The information provided in this show is intended for your general knowledge only and is not intended to be, nor is it, medical advice or a substitute for medical advice. If you have or suspect you have a specific medical condition or disease, please consult your health care provider. You are now listening to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. <laughs> What's up, health heroes? Tim James here, founder of ChemicalFreeBody.com and your host for the show that simplifies and demystifies how to live an energetic life with a flat belly. So if you're into a healthy gut and staying young, then this is the show for you. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here with another exciting episode of the Health Heroes Show. Today in the house, I've got me. Yeah, me, myself, and I, all three of us are here. And um, I just wanted to kind of go into some details. The title of the talk today is going to be called Simplifying your health and happiness with a systems approach. And I'm also going to be getting into some, you know, some basic fundamentals of health because, you know, we have um, a lot of amazing guests that come on the show. Um, There's a lot of truth bombs and knowledge bombs and really cool health hacks. And uh, sometimes there can be so many things out there that it can get, it can get confusing. So again, like when people are part of our group coaching community, what I tell them every Wednesday is, hey, look, come to the class. There's going to be a lot of information. Let it wash over you. Yet find something. Find something that you hear during the webinar that resonates with you, that you're the most excited about, that you have the best ability to take action on, and then go do that. Go take action on that thing, whatever it is. And, and then, then at that point, you're going to have first-person experience. And then you're going to know if it's going to work for you and your lifestyle or not. We're going to get into also, like I said, this is really, we're going to get into a systems approach, right? We're going to be talking about today the difference between an open system, also called a dumb system. We don't want to be that, right? And an intelligent system. And in the universe, systems are all the same. They all have these fundamental principles that we're going to go through today. And it's actually quite interesting and quite cool when you understand that a thermostat is an intelligent system, just like your body is a system. Um, A light switch is a system. Um, Cooking food, there's a system to that. And there's these certain components um, to it that are all the same in nature and in everywhere in the universe. So again, it's really cool because when you break it down, you realize that everything is kind of the same. It's pretty simple when you understand it, when you start looking at things from an engineering system standpoint. And um, and we're all connected. We're literally connected on a fundamental level of these basic systems, which is really cool. So the goal here today, again, is to help you find one thing, and then you take action on it and get results in your life. So the first thing I want to talk about is your mindset. You know, uh, it's when I went to the Hippocrates Health Institute, uh, I learned, you know, they they radically changed the inputs, obviously, which we're going to get into these system things here in a minute, inputs, outputs, and the other part components of a system. But they radically changed my inputs and my environment. And by doing so, my body started responding differently. But the most important, but the most important thing that they said there was the reason why they have two really, really trained, very good psychotherapists was getting the mind right. Because if you don't have your mind right, the rest of the stuff won't work as well or at all 
because the mind is all powerful and it can it can kind of override any good that you're doing if your mind and your subconscious is going to be self-sabotaging you, dragging you down. Uh, and it could be consciously or you could be unconsciously doing this. And for most of us, a lot of us are doing this unconsciously where, let me give you an example. You may have been molested as a child. You may have a death in the past that really, really uh, traumatized you, and you really haven't dealt with that yet. There could have been a big event, right? Maybe you're, you moved when you were a child and you left all your friends behind, the ones you were the closest to, and that really hurt, and you never really, you know, maybe you didn't get you know, a friendship established in, in new schools or whatever. Um, there's a lot of physical stuff. Maybe there was a really bad breakup, right, a divorce. Um, uh, again, death, loss of a child, loss of somebody you cared for deeply. Um, you know, for me, I think back to, you know, right out of the gate, I have a couple of those. Um, my grandfather passing away, watching him um, the last few years of his life being strong physically, but with Alzheimer's, his brain was being basically rotted away. And um, in some, some cases, you didn't even know who you were which is very difficult when you really love somebody and they don't even know who you are, right? So my grandfather, unfortunately, became a burden to himself and to others as a byproduct of a poor food system and, and, and just a lack of overall general knowledge and, and toxic pollution that's just in the environment that he was breathing in that, and, and drinking and eating, you know, like aluminum cookware and stuff like this, chemtrails these nano-sized aluminum particles going up the olfactory nerve into the brain and causing, you know, leading to memory loss. So, you know, I had to deal with that with my grandfather and um, uh, didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't have the tool set. Nobody had taught me this in school. Also, my little brother, when he passed away from a, a mountain biking accident, that was very difficult, um, very, uh, very difficult for me. And I spent six months very angry, uh, very upset about that situation, um, and it wasn't, uh, I mean, the the one beautiful part about uh, uh, my brother's death was is f for moving forward, um, he, his tragedy is what spurred me on to break away from being a financial advisor and going and being able to do what I get to do now, which is to help people with their health and focus more on my health and make it a profession, so, you know, there's always uh, benefits. There's always silver linings to these to these dark clouds. And moving forward, you know, um, after Hippocrates and, you know, doing all this stuff and changing my lifestyle, that really opened up my spiritual path. And from that, I was able to, you know, understand and reconcile stuff inside of me and those emotions that were tearing me apart inside from my grandfather's death and my brother's death and other stuff and I'm just giving you guys some examples so maybe you can relate to stuff going on in your life and um, or, or, or maybe or things that you weren't aware of, okay? And, you know, a lot of times we're using food as the dope to push these emotions back down because they're always trying to come up and they're always trying to be dealt with and be healed. But we find hiding places. We find food to shove them back down. We, we have sex addictions, there's alcohol addictions, and other drug addictions besides alcohol. Um, there could be social media addiction, right? A lot of us are on the screens all the time. 
you know, not only do these things disrupt your sleep, especially, you know, before bed, but, you know, um, the constant being, you know, uh, you know, on social media and, you know, all the things there and the constant bombardment of ads and just, do, 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 do. it's like your mind never gets a chance to rest, right? So there's, there's different hiding places. Some people check email. Um, some people become workaholics and they just work, 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 and they stay in these hiding places from these traumatic experiences. So the mindset is really important, and that's why at Hippocrates they have a really good psychotherapist to work with you to get to the root of this stuff and get it out in the open to allow you to soften into it so that you can start transforming it. And instead of using it or having it as something that tears you down physically, spiritually, and emotionally, whether you're aware of it or not, but to identify it and then turn it into something that actually gives you power and strength and control in your life and allows you to realize that you are um, on a higher level a, a strong indestructible force and um, wow that's a big transformation right there so that's why mindset is so important when you're wanting to make changes and a lot of times when you're wanting to make changes guess what we have these things called family and friends <laughs> and sometimes they're not they're not the most supportive when we're ready to make changes because maybe they're not ready to make those changes right now. Uh, maybe they never will be. That is the tough one too. That's another tough one. When you start making changes for yourself, you actually stick to it and you become responsible for your, for your health and your life and every aspect of your life. And you start making these changes and then you start getting progress. You know, that's awesome. I mean, that's great. That's really awesome for you. And it's also awesome for them because some of these people will come around by your by you improving yourself, they'll see that. As we say over here, change yourself, change your world. That's how you do it. Right? You lead by example. That's how you should do it for your children. You want your children to be healthy? You should be healthy. You want your children to have a stress-free life? You should do that. Set the example for them, right? But unfortunately, there are some friends and family members, mostly family members, that are just never going to come along, and that's okay. Don't get frustrated with them, and don't be frustrated uh, for yourself when they don't either. It's okay. They just create a lot of contrast. That's the word to use. It's not good or bad. It's just contrast. Everything in life is meaningless. Remember that. It's only the meaning that we give it. So if somebody doesn't come along, whether it's, and I know it can be tough when you have like, let's say you have a family and you have kids and a spouse and all of a sudden the spouse is on a different path. That's very difficult. Parents need to be on the same page. So this is probably one of the most difficult ones is when you're trying to raise children and the spouse doesn't come along and they're just not interested in being healthy or maybe even looking at things in the past that are keeping them unhappy and all bottled up. That's a tough one. So that that's a, you can do what you can um, in those situations, but a lot of times the more you can't change them because the more you try to do that, the more they get into defense mode and hunker down and they'll never move, right? So anyway, I just wanted to open up with that because the mindset component is very important. It's important to be open-minded always and realize that you don't really know anything. And even though when you learn a lot of stuff, just stay open-minded and say, the only thing I don't know, or excuse me, the only thing that I know is that I don't know anything. And if you can stay in that, in that mindset and be open-minded, wow, doors are going to open up for you like you can't believe. You're going to actually see doors that you didn't see before because of the closed mind. 
So being open-minded and having a great mindset and a positive mental attitude, PMA, <laughs> you've probably heard of that before, this is how you change things. Let me give you a really powerful example. When somebody goes to the Hippocrates Health Institute, uh, which six over 600,000 people have done this for over 66 years, and, you know, the doctors there and the nurses, they all tell me the same thing, that they already know who's going to heal and who's not simply by their conversations from them up front when they show up, right? And sometimes some people will, through those psychotherapy sessions and through hanging out with other people and acclimating with other people in the group that are farther along, of course they can, uh, you know, transition. And then and then maybe even the beginning, if they didn't think they were going to heal, then they, they do. And, and, and the common denominator was the people that are going to heal are the ones that already have their mind made up that they're going that they've already healed. That's it. The it's made up. It doesn't matter if it's stage four, stage five cancer. They're like, I'm healed. I'm freaking healed. And by January, you know, fifth, two thousand twenty-four, I will have no more cancer in my body. And they make a mental commitment. They create a reality today a physical, emotional, spiritual, vibrational reality. They're healed, and now it's just a matter of following through, and then that physical manifestation will take place over time as the body heals. And the stronger that mental component is, and the stronger that belief is, um, the faster that they are going to heal. That's what we've seen, and that's what they've seen at the, at the Institute. And that's what I've seen personally with people. You know, we see these people that, like, they, they've already healed themselves, and they, and they talk about it all the time. And they actually say that, hey, my cancer or my disease, which is, you know, some people are like, oh, it's terrible. I got this stage four cancer. You know, um, they look at it as a benefit. They're excited about it. It's like, thank God I got cancer. This is a, it was a wake-up call. I was living, I wasn't even living life. I was just existing, and now I get to live. And a lot of the doctors will say that to people when they come to Hippocrates Health Institute. They'll say, what's what's troubling you? Well, I've got stage four breast cancer. Or some dude will be like, I've got stage four colon cancer. And the doctor will be like, oh, that's awesome. Great, congratulations. You're one of the few people on this planet that actually gets a chance to truly live. And the person's like looking at him like a dog hearing a weird noise with their head tilted sideways. And they're like, what are you talking about? Because they don't get it yet, right? They will, but at that moment they didn't. And the point is, is that the reason why we are in that situation is, you know, a lot of it is because we have not taken responsibility for our health. We are not living our highest excitement. We are not living what we are passionate about. You know, 74% of people that go to work today are going to jobs that they dislike. Think about that. Almost three quarters of the population doesn't like what they do for a profession as a career. You know, I was one of those people for throughout different times in my careers. I did stuff for a while, and then after a while, I'm like, this is boring. I don't want to do this anymore. So I went to the next thing. I'm like, well, after two years of that, I'm bored of that. You know, some of the industries I stayed in for seven or nine years because the money was really good. But at the end of the day, I wasn't really satisfied on, you know, on a, a, on a soul level. Like it wasn't like I get to do this. I get to wake up. Like when you wake up in the morning and you're freaking like, yes, I get to go help people today with my profession. That's when you know you're in the right spot. If you're not doing that, why not? What's holding you back? And um, it's okay if you're like, well, I got a job and I got a, I got a, 
I got a mortgage and I got kids and I got responsibilities and I got to pay the bills and I got to pay the bills and I got to pay the bills. Well, if you get into that mindset, then guess what? That's where you're going to stay. The mind, the thought process that you have today and the mind that you have today is not going to get you where you want to go. If you want to make change, if you want to stay where you're at, then that's fine. You can stay there too. ride that, ride that out. But if you're truly not happy in any aspect of your life, whether it be your health, your career, your spiritual path, your relationships, uh, relationship with self, very important one to start off with, then you have to make changes. Otherwise, nothing will change for you. It's the definition of insanity, doing the same things over and over and over again and expecting a different result. It's not going to happen. So what's cool is when we realize this, we realize that everything and everything in life is totally um, up to us. And when if you can wake up in the morning and look at the world and your life like a, a blank slate, and you get to like create and paint and put the mountains and put everything where you want it, and you know, it, it, it becomes fun. And you'll what you'll see is as you follow your excitement, you can actually do that. You actually you actually create and design the life that you want every moment of every second of every day by simply um, being present and and following excitement. Okay, so we've opened up, we've talked about mindset, we've talked about you know other people as you're making changes and how important it is to, um, to recognize that we have to get our mindset correct first. This is so important. And if you need help with this, Find, find a friend or find somebody that can help you be your support person. Because like I said, sometimes if you're in the middle of Kansas and there's, you know, there's no yoga studios around, maybe there's no, there's no healthy food stores around, uh, your family's eating the standard American diet and they don't want to change and you're trying to change because you just don't feel good or you want to improve yourself, you, you know, sometimes... It helps to have a friend, you know, and that's why we have our group coaching communities and, and we do these talks every Wednesday. We do a class, we do a live Q&A. It gives uh, our members a chance to um, have a place and a community where they can plug in, meet other people, develop relationships and friendships and connect. And we have a lot of people doing that. And we actually, people are actually starting to connect and even do a healthy business together. That just happened on the, like uh, last week or two, we had a couple there was a guy and a gal clear across the United States. They're like talking about like connecting and actually moving and, and doing a business together and stuff like that. So, and we all support each other in that, in that community. So if you don't have a community, we have that for you. If you're, if you've been following us for a while here at the health hero show and, and you're looking for a community to plug in, we definitely do that. And you can just go to the website at chemicalfreebody.com and under the products tab, there's the group coaching community. You can add it to cart and, Try it out, kick it out, you know, test it out for 90 days. Like I said, you know, um, you can kick the tires on the program. You can download all of our manuals, eBooks and guides and class notes. And if it's something that's not for you, then you can just bounce and keep all the manuals. I mean, it's over $2,500 worth of products in there. Um, and you can keep those as my gift, um, just for trying out the community, but we hope that you're going to stick around and stay and that it really makes an impact for your life. And it's a place where you can plug into. So, Okay. So what I'm going to do right now is we're going to take a break, and then when we get back, I'm going to go through the difference between an open system, also known as AKA a dumb system, which we don't want to be, and an intelligent system, which makes a lot more sense, and I'm going to clear up and make your life 
and your health and happiness so simple once you understand the difference between a, a dumb system and an intelligent system, and then you get to decide which one you want to be. I'll be right back. The average person today is carrying around 6 to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaque in the small and large intestine. That's gross, but worse, it's super unhealthy. That is why we created Gut Detox Formula. This ancient 1,000-year-old formula from India gently micro-cleanses the intestines, removing all of that funk and gunk and junk that is destroying your health, while leaving your good bacteria behind, which is part of your immune system. The best part? It is super gentle, and there is no diarrhea like most gut detox products, and it's made with the same chemical-free body promise, no stimulants, 100% nature, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back. Thank you for tuning in with me. Um, we were just talking uh, about mindset and you know dealing with other people. I just want to kind of lay that groundwork in there, and then you know the hiding places that we have, and um, and a lot of those emotions that are like driving us, right? Driving us to eat certain things and do certain things. So we've covered all that. Now I really want to get into the difference between these open systems and dumb systems. Okay, so um, excuse me, the open system, which is AKA the dumb system and an intelligent system because we want you to be an intelligent system. So let me break this down. So all these systems have five components. That's the open and the dumb, but the intelligent system has nine components. There's four extra components. So let's go through these. So on an open system, you have input, you have output, and then you have transport, conversion, and storage. Okay, input, output, transport, conversion, and storage. Now, for the engineers out there, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is like, you know, I get it. If you haven't heard these terms before, it's a little confusing. I'll try to make them simple. So let's look at a light bulb as a, um, we'll just call that an open system. So you have the input which is the electricity, right, that flows in. You have the light bulb, the glass, which is the storage component that holds the filament and, you know, the wires in there, right? And so that's, a, that's the storage component. And then the, the, the transport part is where the electricity is actually transported through the wires, through the filament, right to light the filament which is which is the output right so you flip on a light switch and guess what the the input now is electricity it transports the electricity through those wires through the filament which is contain then then it converts that 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 filament to heat and then it glows so that's the conversion part and then it's it's contained within the structure which is the glass and what's the output the output is light. And Thomas Edison invented that light bulb, and he changed a lot of lives because we were able to, you know, basically see in the dark, and, you know, you don't have to have a fire burning in your house so you can see anything or run around with candles and spill wax all over the place, right? Yeah. So it was, it was really awesome, great invention, uh, totally transformed um, our abilities to do things. Um, probably some downsides to it, too, because people are staying up later and they're not getting to bed and they're broke, they're out of the circadian rhythms, but that's okay. We can be smart about this, right? Now, so that's an open or dumb system. It's just kind of whatever goes in goes through transport, conversion, and storage, and out it goes. 
All right, now an intelligent system is a little bit different. So an intelligent system would be like a thermostat on for your for your heating and air conditioning, right? So the difference between um, an intelligent system, it has five more components. The first one is it has a uh, it has a goal. An intelligent system has a goal. That's a big difference. An open system doesn't have a goal. There's no goal to it. So an intelligent system has a goal. Number two, an intelligent system has a sensor. So it's able to sense if things are working or not. Number three, an intelligent system, in addition, has a controller. That's us, right? We get to decide. We can control. Now we can tr control what? We can control the input. We can control the input of either information, matter, or energy into our lives. We get to decide what information we read, we take, we watch. We get to decide which matter, what types of foods, supplements, water, drinks, whatever kind of stuff goes into our body or energy that we put into our body, whether it's sunlight, going to a therapy device, whatever, okay? We get to decide with that controller what's going on. And then the, the last part, the fourth part to an intelligent system is we have to recognize these things called disturbances. We are always going to have a disturbance. Now, let's relate it to the thermostat. Okay, so... The goal is, let's say you want to be 70 degrees in the room. It's wintertime. You want it to be 70 degrees so you're comfortable because you live, let's say, in upstate New York, and it's freaking cold out, okay? So we have a goal, and that goal is 70 degrees. So um, what happens is the control, or excuse me, the sensor is going to recognize, hey, it's 65 degrees, so the sensor then sends a signal to the controller, which is the goal. We want it to be at 70. And the controller says, oh, we're not at 70 degrees. We're at 65. Let's turn on the heat. And that's what the input is. And then in the system, transport conversion storage happens. And, you know, you can look at the heating. The, the, you know, the metal box is the, is the, is the storage. Uh, the transport is the electricity into the, let's say, the, the, the heater. And then it converts electricity through uh, heating coils and stuff into heat. And then it blows it into the vents into the home to heat the home. That's going to continue happening until what? Until it hits 70 degrees. And then it'll hit 71 degrees. And as soon as it hits 71 degrees, that intelligent system using the sensor says, oh, it's, we've, hit our, we've hit our goal. And then it sends a new signal to the controller to shut off the heat. And it does. It shuts it off. And then, boom, there you go. You got 70 degrees. Now, that's great. But we could have what's called a disturbance. What could a disturbance be with the thermostat? Well, what if your kid opens up the window in the middle of winter and the thermostat is right next to that open window? It's got cold air blowing on that, blowing on that thermostat, right? So now you have cold air blowing on the thermostat. So the thermostat's thinking, whoa, it's 62 degrees, turn on the heat. Now the rest of the house is now 75 degrees. It's getting too hot. Well, depends on what age you are. 75 is pretty freaking warm in a house. 75 maybe gets up to 78 degrees. It's freaking hot in the house. The disturbance, you see, these are things 
that can really mess things up is those disturbances. So, but, you know, then you, hopefully, being an intelligent system, you have your sensor and you're like, what's going on here? It's Why is it so hot? And you go over and look at the thermostat and you're like, it's set at 70. Why is it doing that? Well, if you're right next to an open window, an intelligent person, an intelligent system is going to be like, Jesus, it's cold over here. Who left the window open? And you're going to shut the window and then everything's going to remedy itself, right? So the whole point of this talk today is to understand that our bodies are systems. And I wanted to share this with you because it simplifies everything. People make everything in life so damn complicated and they actually create professions with a whole alphabet of words that you don't even understand. And how do I know this? Because I've went into different professions, multiple different professions, and there's always a learning curve. You have to learn out what's the language. There's, a, there's this whole language you learn, right? And the problem with that is, is the average person, the, the, the decent, average, hard-working class person, no matter where you are in the world, probably doesn't have that language. So that's where these so-called experts are being put into place to help you to under decode the language of that profession. Now, unfortunately for us, it becomes very confusing. And a lot of times that's, I think it's part of what's called system science, where we have, the society has been designed to literally hand our power over to these so-called experts. And we release our responsibility for taking care of ourselves in multiple areas. Now, there's nothing wrong with it. Don't get me wrong. I like getting around experts, people that are experts in certain areas, but I want to learn and I want to know. So if you're if you're going somewhere to get help and you're asking questions and they get upset with you, that would be a telltale sign that you're really not dealing with an expert. You're dealing with somebody with an agenda. Okay, just to be very frank about it. It's an agenda. If they're not willing to take the time to educate you, then they are part of a broken system themselves or they just don't care or you're just, uh, you know, you're just all they're seeing is money signs when they're looking at you, right? So anyway, we want to be intelligent systems, right? We want to be able to recognize disturbances, especially like in our bodies or in our, in our, in our relationships or in our spirit um, uh, by using our sensor and how we feel, right? And then we want to be able to use our controller to change those inputs. Again, doing the same things over and over and over again, definition of insanity, thinking things are going to change. So when you look at it like this, it's like it's freaking pretty easy. Like you think about this. I was thinking about this the other day, right? We have um, where we are. We're in 2021 right now, okay? You, you, we have, a, you know, we have a lot. We have all these fancy universities. We supposedly have all these really smart people working in the government to help us. And, um, and seriously, we can't get better than maybe 30, 40, 50 miles a gallon in our cars. Are you kidding me? I mean, they're freaking cloning sheep and we're still driving cars that cars can't get 100, 200 miles a gallon or even better go to a, a free energy source. I mean, if we're really going to open our eyes and take off the rose-colored glasses. And the other thing is, like, really, why is it that every year there's new stuff coming out, new diets and new fads and this and that and this and that? Like, like really, we're, 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 we're that stupid that we haven't figured out what the human body needs? Is that really where we're at? Like, 
Think about every other single living creature on this planet. Everyone, every wild creature knows what it eats. Like, you know, monarch butterflies, they, they, they go to milkweed, right? Um, deer, they like to eat grass and, and alfalfa. They eat greens, right? Um, um, slugs, they eat decaying, decomposing stuff, right? Dung beetles eat dung. Um, buzzards eat dead things, right? Um, let's see, uh, monkeys eat vegetation and bananas. I mean, there's just certain foods that that are designed and for these animals and creatures, and they eat them. And they don't have to be. Think about it. No animal or creature on this planet has to take a health class. They don't go. They don't need to go to a doctor. The only ones that that really need to be educated on what to eat, how to eat it, when to eat it, and need to go to a doctor for all their problems are human beings and the animals that we've domesticated, our pets and zoo animals. These are the ones that have all the health issues, right? Why is that? Why, why is this so complicated? I mean, I just like, it's such a, when people have common sense and you actually think about this, it's like, yeah, you think we'd figured this out by now. You know, indigenous people pretty much have it figured out. They just eat fresh food. It's from nature, right? And that's the disconnect. To think that human beings, we are so superior that we have to complicate everything. And we have to do all these things to our food. We have to, you know, spray our foods and and in and, and, and do these big mono huge crops and because we have to do it to feed the world. And then seventy percent of it's going to animals. Uh, the messing them up, and then we eat the animals that are messed up from the GMO foods and stuff like that, right? Thinking that we have to be so smart about all these things, but look at our results. Our health's in the toilet. We're de-evolving as a species, and people are sicker than they've ever been. The quality of life sucks. So, you know, does I mean, it's just to me, I just wanted to bring this up and talk about this today because I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It's like, it's really not that hard. And that's why I want to talk about the systems approach to health. Because as an intelligent system, an intelligent being, we get to make the choices, right? We have a sensor. We control the inputs. And if you don't have a goal for your health, right, then you're probably going to be lost, right? You're probably going to be lost today. You're going to need a goal. Now, if we were raised in nature, and our mom was raised in nature, and her mom was raised in nature, 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 which is which we're all from, and we are actually nature. Think about this. We are, There is no dis... Nature is you, okay? If you're listening to this podcast today, we have all these, you know, maybe you're listening on an iPhone or you're on your laptop or your desktop or whatever, um, your iPad, but the reality is this tech stuff is not nature, but we are nature. We are no different. The The... Is an example, a lot of the gut microbiome that's part of your immune system in your gut and your oral microbiome, these are also found, the same bacteria are found in the soil. If you can find them nowadays, if they haven't disturbed the soil from over farming and pesticides and fungicides and herbicides and larvicides and all this other garbage that's being sprayed on our, our stuff and pollution issues that we have today, right? So an intelligence, we are an intelligent system and I guess my shout out today or challenge for every one of you listening is like, let's be intelligent. Okay. 
And let's not get overwhelmed by all of this stuff and this complication and these long words and these things you can't pronounce. When you're reading labels, if you can't pronounce things, it's too far away from nature. It's not going to work. Just use common sense. If it's bagged, if it's canned, pasteurization, ir irradiation, nuking, potatoes, so they don't, they call it de-spudding, you know, microwaving our food, um, putting yellow, you know, toxic cancer-causing dyes into our food, eating genetically modified foods. When, when we know that when you genetically modify something, you're, you're really disrupting that plant's metabolism, and the plant now produces formaldehyde. Can anybody say um, embalming fluid? Did you get that? It's the same thing, guys, that morticians put into people when they die, which is still a weird process to me anyway, to make them kind of look a little better as they're decompose the body's decomposing. Remember, when somebody passes away, they're gone. That's the 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 flesh is just the it, they're supposed to go back into the soil, like every other creature. We're not supposed to be stuffed with chemicals and thrown into a box that we have to pay tens of thousands of dollars for. To me, the whole thing is is really bizarre when you stop and you start using common sense. Like when I die, just I want to just fall onto the ground somewhere and then let the let the let the bugs and everything take me back into where I came from and those parts and recycle that. Right? But formaldehyde in genetically modified foods, every genetic modified food you're eating formaldehyde. You you know you're also getting it from your carpets. Carpets are off-gassing formaldehyde. That's why it's so important to get carpets out of your house, out of your life. They're disgusting, they're nasty. And um, if you can't do it for some reason right out of the gate financially, you really need to get an air purification system, right? And crack your windows at night if you don't have the money for that at least and get some fresh air during the day and at night. There's just certain things that you can do to, um, that you can do to improve your health, okay? So, okay, so here we are. Now um, we're thinking like mama bear, right? And mama bear teaches baby bear what to do. She's like, okay, over here is um, some grass and you're going to chew on this. Okay. Well, first she's going to, baby's going to have the breast milk, but after that you're going to eat some grass and then here's some bugs. And then, Oh, over here, they see this rotten log, scratch this off. And there's, there's the grubs. Oh, okay. Baby bear mental note that was been, you know, and then in the, in the fall, um, you know, they're going to get some salmon out of the river and she's going to show them that. And baby bear learns the basic system and the patterns that, all bears have been following for the existence of bears. Now, from time to time, th th and those foods are going to change. Those foods are going to change throughout the season, so they're going to have a very diverse amount of food. But there's certain foods that the bears all eat all over, over and over and over and over again. The only time bears get sick is when they get into our garbage cans or they're in a zoo. That's when they start getting messed up or they eat animals that we've polluted with genetically modified food. This is where it mess messes things up. We have to get away from the man-made stuff and get back to nature. That's where the healing comes from. That's where the happiness is going to come from. That's where your health is going to come from. So now Mama Bear has taught Baby Bear what to do, and then Baby Bear, as that bear grows up, will be able to teach her son and her daughters what to do too because she's learned that from Mom. And there's also stuff, uh, we could go deeper into this, but, you know, um, into in instinct uh, which is very important to follow. And a lot of us are getting off of our natural-born instincts, following that gut feeling. 
Um, and there's also sensory awareness, especially through smell. Like, it's kind of crazy to think, but if your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather got super sick by eating some blackberries because he thought they were going to be good, and he got super sick and almost died, that smell sense is programmed into you and everybody in between you and your great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. So when you smell those berries, you'll actually know not to eat them unless you're over your unless your intelligent instinct and your sensory awareness is overridden by um a dumb system right just by being dumbed down right or somebody that's not that smart telling you what to do so it's really cool i mean we have such an intelligent amazing body i mean what goes on inside of our bodies when you think about it we have trillions and trillions of cells inside of us and billions, you know, like over a billion cells dies every day, but hopefully over a billion cells is being regenerated to keep your youthful appearance. So again, if we look at the body as a system, it's really simple. And if we are an intelligent system, we get to control things. Remember, we have that controller. We have the sensor. We sense the disturbances when things change. And people are going to have different disturbances. Some people are going to have 5G put in. That would be a disturbance. Some people will have, um, uh, let's see what might be new. Um, maybe there's a chemical plant that gets put in next to you. Or maybe some ground, some stuff gets in your, through the groundwater and gets into your well. That would be a disturbance, right? Um, there's lots of things. Maybe you start, you get into um, fights with your spouse. That could be a disturbance. That's going to cause stress in your life, right? Maybe... Like me, your yoga studio decides that they have to close because of COVID, and when they open back up, they force you to wear masks. I'm not going to wear masks because I don't want to. Dis- I don't want to disrupt my breath, and I don't want to disrupt my oral microbiome and affect my cardiovascular health and my gut health and my overall immune system. So that has been a disturbance for me. So being an intelligent system, I'll just actually show you, and then we'll go to break. But I was actually thinking, oh. Well, this COVID thing will blow over because, you know, they said two weeks or whatever. And then it didn't. And then two weeks was two months and da-da-da. And after a while, I, I got out of habit. You know, I'm, I'm doing yoga five to seven days a week. And it was like one of my – it's medicine, guys. If you're not doing yoga right now, I highly suggest you do, and I suggest you start with yin yoga. It's very – it's like three to five-minute stretching postures. Um, very soft, safe, basic. Um, focus on your breath while you're doing it. But – um. You know, I thought, wow, I'll just get back into it. Well, guess what? A year and a half went by, and I kind of I got so busy with work and doing other things, I just I got out of the practice. And guess what? When I stopped doing yoga, I started noticing that, you know, being a 48-year-old man, I started getting injuries because I wasn't stretching my ligaments, my tendons, and my fascia anymore, and I was getting stiff like taffy, cold taffy. I wasn't warming up my taffy every day through stretching and movement the way I was doing it before. I was still doing the strength building stuff. I was trail running. I was doing all this other stuff, but I wasn't doing the healing component of the yoga. So my sensor started telling me, hey, dude, you're hurt. You need to get back into yoga. And I'm like thinking, oh, I'll do it when the studios open up. And I just finally realized a while back that they're probably not going to open up. This thing, this nightmare is probably never going to end. So unless until working class people unite and stop it, I mean, that is the only solution. It's not going to ever come top down. So now being an intelligent system, I'm realizing, okay, I'm hurting. I'm tired of hurting. 
And um, and I will say this. Another reason I have a lot of neck pain is because I started playing guitar. And just the position for me, the way I play and when I do stuff, it, it tightens up from that. Well, guess what? I am not going to stop playing guitar. So I got to get back into yoga, and I'm doing it myself now at home. So I as sensed that I needed a change, and I sent information to my controller to change the inputs. So now what do I do? I stretch every day, and guess what? My pain is going away. I'm So now I'm sensing that I'm getting better, and I'm getting back to my goal. That's another part of being an intelligent system, which is I don't want to hurt. I want to wake up and feel good. I want to have mobility. I want to be able to you know, like when I was hanging out with this uh, young dude over here, uh, Rocky, he's part of the the band, um, um, my friend's band. And we had a football. We're playing catch. And I said, here, run some routes. And I was throwing the ball. I said, I'll run a route. And I took off and I took a look over my left shoulder to catch the ball. And I couldn't turn my neck all the way because of that injury. And I just, I couldn't perform at the level that I wanted. So that pissed me off, right? And it's stuff like that. So I sensed it. And as a controller, I change my inputs to meet and get my goal. And then I notice my outputs, right? So it's, it's just a system that repeats and repeats and repeats. So that's my goal for you guys. I want you guys to be, uh, and you have to ask yourself, do you want to continue being an open or dumb system and just kind of letting whatever happen happen and read? TV? Now, if you're listening to this show, obviously you're probably not, unless you're a brand new listener. People listening to our show, our health heroes, very intelligent. I've spoke with a lot of you. Um, I want to also thank all of you um, for for tuning in and listening. I love you guys. Um, I'm so excited to find new guests and bring new information to you guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and then when we get back, we're we're going to wrap up with a few cool stories and some other cool stuff to help you um, on your path to maximizing your health and your happiness. We'll be right back. Turmeric has been used for thousands of years all across India and Southeast Asia and is one of the best anti-inflammatory compounds on earth. Now you can get these incredible benefits with the new chemical-free body Turmeric 100 liquid drops. This ethically sourced breakthrough solution absorbs over 100 times better than regular turmeric products, eliminating the need to add black pepper. Turmeric 100 helps against inflammation and pain and is made with the same chemical-free body promise. No stimulants, 100% natural, and always made in the USA. Get yours today at chemicalfreebody.com. What's up, Health Heroes? Tim James here. I'm back. I hope you're enjoying the episode today. It's a little one-on-one with, with myself and you. I appreciate your guys' um, comments and sharing the podcast. Um, I was just thanking you and giving you a little bit of love before the last break, and it's really humbling for me um, to be here to get to do what I get to do today. Um, it's a lot of fun. I, I really love waking up every day and looking for new ways to hack my health. And then when I find something that works, I get to share it with you guys. It's really cool. I really enjoy having to, you know, the accountability to have a show going out every week where I have to go find people that have something meaningful and impactful um, that's actually worked in the real world, not just theory. And that's one thing that I, I really want to impart to you today is that, you know, when you listen to shows like mine, or you pick up a paper or whatever you get your information from, it's only theory until you put it into practice. You have to be an intelligent system. You have to have that goal. 
Sense things. Notice what those disturbances are. Change the inputs until you get the desired output, right? We have to be smart about this. So I wanted to share with you guys a couple. Um, let me open up the folder here. Just a couple comments um, and, and a couple stories, right? So um, the first one here was um, uh, I had a friend whose brother was, you know, he was kind of a struggling, like, handyman. And um, and he didn't really, he wasn't very good at marketing, okay? But he was really good at what he did. And um, so my friend was really good at marketing. So he helped his brother out, and voila, all of a sudden, he had more business than he could, than he could handle. He's actually turning business away, um, which was great. So now he's got that component handled of his life. Now what happened, though, he was, he was overweight um, quite a bit. He wasn't eating very healthy, but he ends up meeting this lady, and um, they get married. She gets pregnant, and shortly thereafter, um, he got pneumonia, and he was in the hospital. Now, typically when you get pneumonia, you know, just it's like give somebody some oxygen, throw some chicken noodle soup at them for a few days and or some greens, hopefully. OK, probably be better. Green, 80, green 85 for those uh, that like consuming our green product. And um, and he would have been fine. Well, all of a sudden, you know, uh, they test, test, test. They're testing every day trying to find COVID and they find it. And then they're like, well, um, well, actually, that actually it got it was worse. So they said that because he hadn't eaten in like seven or nine days, they said, "Well, let's do this. Let's give him some drugs, dope him up, and then we'll put you on a ventilator, and then we'll intubate you, and then we'll with that, and then we'll give you a feeding tube, and we'll feed you." For me, it's just like if you're going to give somebody a feeding tube, feed them. Why do you have to intubate them? That was really dumb, and put them on all these drugs. The wife agreed. She was pushing the husband to do it. He didn't want to do it, uh, but he did it anyway. Right. Because he was, I don't know, he just, I don't know why he succumbed to the pressure or whatever. After a few days, he did it, and then his health started declining. And then my buddy, who's his brother, and their family finds out, and then they're just trying to help out, and they really couldn't do anything because the, the, the way the laws are, the, the spouse has, you know, she's family, and, and the doctor's like, sorry, we can't do any of that. The family wants this. And they're like, we're the family. Now, they didn't even know that he had gotten married. They didn't even really know this gal, and she was calling the shots. Here she is, pregnant with his child, going along with everything, everything they they uh, wanted to do at the hospital, and then all of a sudden, you know, um, he just wasn't doing well, doped him all up, and long story short, he, he ended up passing away. I And I can't remember, I think they did um, give him a COVID diagnosis, um, you know, it's just it's it's just one of those things. I don't even know what to what to say um, about it because, like you know, I've had uh, doctor artists on, and they they're talking about the hospital protocols that are, you know, literally like set up to fail. Hold on. My phone's if you guys heard that, that was my son calling. I have to call him right back. I'll send him a text right now. Call you back. You back. All right, so um, got to got to respond to those families and loved ones. So anyway, he's he's in the hospital. He he dies. Uh, the family's distraught. They're besides themselves because the they actually put me on the phone with the doctor. I have it all recorded, and to give him the protocol. And I started 
telling him about it and how the protocol was used by another medical doctor, Dr. Ryan Padgett, when he got COVID up in Seattle. And I gave the whole dissertation and gave him the protocols and he, and he hung up during the process and they called me back and they're like, he hung up on you. And I was like, what? They're like, he just, he just hung up on you. And then when they called back, he just told them that stuff doesn't work and I don't have time for this. And it's like, what do you mean you don't have time for this, right? So my point here with this story is that this guy was using his intelligent system. He didn't want to do this stuff, but he got forced into it from pressure from his wife and from the medical system, right? And, you know, this is an isolated story, but he's dead. Okay, that's the bottom line. He's dead. Now, when somebody is sick like that, I don't know why it would make any any intelligent sense to pump yourself full of narcotics and then give you a feeding tube and the food that they're pumping into you is mostly like whey protein, right? Which is a byproduct of the dairy industry and if you look it up it was used to they used to throw this stuff away and then the environmentalists got pissed off at them and said you can't do it because the whey protein is destroying the environment. So then they bought, they boxed, they're smart. They boxed it up instead of having to pay to get rid of it because the profit margins were so jacked up and slim in the dairy industry, even with subsidies, that um, they had to bottle it up instead of paying to get rid of this waste, this toxic waste. Then they sell it to people in these big, huge canisters of muscle building stuff, right? And if you follow Dr. T. Kellen Campbell's work, he was giving whey protein to rats at 5%, mostly whey protein, casein, the main ingredient in whey to be specific. And at 5%, the rats were fine, but at 20%, the rats developed tumors in their lungs. And then he'd take them back to 5%, and the tumors would go away. Back to 20%, the tumors would come back. So he was like literally turning cancer on and off with the main ingredient or main protein casein in dairy. And that's what they were pumping in at the hospital, mostly dairy protein. And so does this make any sense? I mean, if, if now we've talked about being an intelligent system. If you're an intelligent system and you had this information, would it make sense? Would you want to do that to yourself or to your family member? You know, I know that I wouldn't, but obviously this guy didn't under, he didn't have the, the technical knowledge about dairy and stuff like that because mama bear didn't show him that when he grew up, that was the problem. And it wasn't her fault because her mama didn't show her that either. And society's been pushing cow's milk for a long time and, and, and follow and do exactly what the doctor says. They're gods right? That's where they're at today. Now, doctors and nurses listening, I have a lot of them listen to my podcast. I love doctors and nurses. There's good ones out there. And a lot of them went to, I always have to say this disclaimer because I don't want people to think that I'm hating on them. If I get in a car accident, I, I want to go to an emergency room. We have the best diagnostic equipment and people to help me patch me back up and patch you back up. That is awesome. We are really good at, 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 at critical care and trauma care. Western medicine was actually born out of wartime, right? But for palliative care, for somebody with chronic issues, um, fails miserably, completely fails miserably because we're disconnected from nature. So I'm getting off on a bunch of tangents here, but the story was important to me because, you know, we have to be smart about this stuff. You do not want to go into a hospital today. You just don't. You need to really think about your health. You really need to put yourself first, and be an intelligent system, and think about your inputs, and adjust, and don't just think of things in theory, but take action on it. Get that first-person experience. Get that. Let that sensor work for you, and keep, use your controller to keep changing those inputs. It's very important, 
It's very important that we do this because the more of us that get it and the more of us that can take back our health and get strong, we will set examples for other people in our family, our friends, and in our community. And remember, some will come along, some will come later, and some will never come along. That's not our job. Our gift is to give ourselves the gift of health and happiness. And by doing that, we're giving people around us permission to give that gift to themselves. And because it's a gift, you give it and you walk away. You don't say, well, hey, how come you didn't open the gift? Or how come you're not using the gift? You just give a gift and you walk away. That's how gifting works. And you let them do what they want with it. And the best gift that you can give to yourself is loving yourself. And the best gift you can give to other people is the gift of your transformation, the gift of your health and the gift of your happiness. All right, so let's talk. Let's let's just go through a couple comments that we've got come in recently. Um, a gentleman named Rod says, "Hey, I really like Green Eighty Five. For many years, I've been a coffee drinker, and I always look forward to that cup of coffee in the morning. But now I look forward to my glass of Green Eighty Five. We've converted somebody else to greens, and I've given up my coffee completely. Okay, don't be scared, coffee drinkers. You don't have to. This is what happened to Rod." And the gut detox is working well, too. I no longer have gas and the bloating that I was always dealing with. And I feel like I have more energy and the brain fog has lifted and I'm able to focus and think clearly. Another big thing is that I'm sleeping much better now. I used to wake up multiple times during the night and had trouble getting to sleep. But now I fall asleep easily and sleep through the night without waking up, which is amazing. Beyond using the products, I have started drinking purified water. Awesome. I'm at, He changed the input, guys, right? He's being an intelligent system right now. He's changing his inputs. I make sure to slow down when I eat and chew my food completely. He's he's changing things there, right? The conversion that's happening in his mouth is being is, is really being accelerated because he's chewing his food really well and loading preloading that food with all those digestive enzymes so that when the food goes into the stomach, that's where the enzymes are going to do the rest of the work. So he says he's chewing his food completely and he doesn't drink anything when he eats anymore. So he's following the, 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 the guideline of our core secret number three, which is to avoid liquids with meals. These are basic things, but my God, they're profound, okay? They just work, okay? Because now he's not diluting those digestive enzymes that he worked so hard to put in the food when he chewed, and he's getting maximum digestion and absorption of nutrients, no longer fermentation and gut rot. Rod says, I have also been practicing the breathing exercises, which helps to reduce my stress. And after everything that has happened this week, I have had a lot of stress. I've been doing the initial 15 days with the gut detox, and I'm almost out, so I need to reorder soon. I think I like to try toxin detox, and I see you have a bundle with those twos and grading five, so I'll probably order that too. Thanks for everything you do. Well, Rod, thank you so much for your comment. It was a, it was a nice one. And can you guys see what he's done there? He's done some basic, simple things. He's changed his water, right? He's, he's, he's chewing his food better. He's avoiding liquids with meals, and he's doing breath work before he eats and when he gets stressed out during the day. Rod has become an intelligent system, and he is recognizing with his sensor how it's making him feel, and when the things make him feel good, he continues to do them. Those are now becoming habits in his life, right? So my hats are off to Rod and all he is doing. Let's just do one more, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, we'll just pick any one of these. There's a ton of them. Um, uh, let's see if there's one in here that's... Uh, 
that's good. Oh, here's a cool one. It's really short. This is from a guy named Tom. He said, I was having nausea spells every day at the same time for about four years. About the third week on all the products in this bundle, and I've noticed it has stopped happening. He was taking the energy and detox bundle. So that's really cool. So what did he do? He changed some input. He took some of our products, and he got results. Hopefully he did um, some more of that too. Hopefully he's implementing those core four secrets, but he left that little note there for us, and now he feels amazing. So this is really cool. So you guys see how easy this is? Good health and happiness doesn't have to be complicated. It can be simple. It's as simple as just getting the stress out of your life, having the tools to do it, use your breath work for that, detoxing, getting the toxic heavy metals, the radiation, the pollution, all the garbage out of our cells, our fat, and our muscle tissue, um, cleaning up our digestive tract, getting that 6 to 12 pounds on average, the average American and, uh, well, people on the standard American diet or the standard Canadian diet or the standard Aussie diet or whatever, wherever you're at in the world, the standard garbage diet, if you're on that, anything close to the American diet, it's bad. You've got about 6 to 12 pounds of crap in a 5-pound bag. I mean, that's the reality, and we got to clean that stuff out, right? An intelligent system, you get the awareness, and you take it out. Like me, like I did a colon hydrotherapy session and removed like 10, 11 pounds of that stuff, right? So I felt a lot better when I got that stuff out, and you will too, right? And then replenishing an intelligent system is going to learn about this the soil degradation, and we're going to start replacing the 85% of the nutrition that's missing in the soil. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to start eating healthier, fresh foods. And we're going to start hanging around with people that lift us up and that don't drag us down. And if we are around somebody that drags us down, we're not going to get bummed out about it. We're going to understand that they're projecting all their crap onto us, and we're going to give them compassion. And we're going to forgive them because we understand that they probably had a really rough childhood or had a lot of bad things happen to them. And they're also a byproduct of a, a broken system. And we're going to treat them as a contrast and thank them for the contrast to allow us to know more of what we want, more of what we don't want. It's a gift no matter what they, what they give us. It's always a gift no matter what we look at it. All right. So we're going to start loving ourselves. We're going to get outside. We're going to get sunshine. We're going to get fresh air. We're not going to put masks on our face. We're not going to lower our immune system that way. Um, we're going to question everything. Um, that's another thing that's really important. Um, we should we should be questioning everything. Um, we won't give one inch to censorship. And we believe in transparency, open disclosure, um, and seeing everything as it is, taking off the rose-colored glasses. These are some things that we can do as intelligent systems, as intelligent beings, to not only improve our health, but to improve our happiness. So anyway, I really appreciate you guys coming on. And listening to me chat today uh, with you, um, again, I want to thank everybody around the globe that tunes into this podcast, and uh, just it's it's amazing to me. We have thousands of people tuning in now. Um, please leave a comment, um, share the share the show if you like it, or if you find a, a podcast one of the um, ones that you do like. If you haven't listened to um, episode sixty one with Phil Wilson, I think that's a really good one. To listen to, it gets into we 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 talk about infrared saunas. It's that sauna system, guys. I just I can't say enough about it. Okay, um, I just I keep having conversations with people every day. It's something very passive that you can put into your life, and then again, as an intelligent system, you can just hop in it and start improving your body and transforming your health. Um, there's so many other things, but don't forget about the basics. 
drinking lots of purified restructured water. Chew your food until liquefied. Uh, avoid liquids with meals and um, do some breath work before you eat and when you're stressed out. These are things that don't cost anything um, except for maybe getting your water right. And they make profound differences. Remember that health and happiness doesn't have to be complicated. It's simple. And you have an intelligent system ready, willing, and able to help you. All you got to do is recognize it and start using it. And your health and your life and your happiness is going to transform. Until next time, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening again to The Health Hero Show. I'm your host, Tim James. And remember, change yourself, change your world, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Talk to you soon. You have just listened to The Health Hero Show with Tim James. Ha, ha, ha.